Would you say life is going the way you'd like? That it's going how you've always hoped and prayed it would? I'm willing to bet that's not the case. At least, it hasn't been in my life. I would say that life really hasn't gone at all the way I'd always hoped and prayed it would. In some ways, that's been a blessing. But in other ways, well, it hasn't been a lot of fun. Can you relate to that? Are you struggling with something right now? My name is Keegan Peck, and this is The Odyssey Home. Let me set the stage. You've been praying for something in particular for your life for a long time. Maybe it's marriage, maybe a dream job. Maybe it's for some present situation to change. Maybe it's related to your health. Maybe for children. Maybe it's even for the ability to be a missionary in a foreign land. And whatever it is, I'm sure it's something you would use for God's glory something to help further his kingdom. But time continues to pass, and despite fervent prayers, God just doesn't give you that thing you've been asking for. Do you find yourself there right now? Maybe you feel like you're just... drifting? Like you don't have anything to grab onto and give you meaning and direction in your life. You've prayed and prayed, and you've tried to have faith and trust God, but nothing has happened. Maybe you start to wonder if he's even listening, or if he even cares about you. If I'm a Christian trying to live my life for him, then why won't he do this thing for me? I'll use it for him. Doesn't that make a difference? And these thoughts aren't new. It's not like we're the first ones who, despite our belief in prayer, haven't received what we've asked for, or had life go a different way than how we'd hoped and prayed. This even applies to major biblical figures, people who we think of as giants in the faith. And though there are several examples that come to mind, I want us to look at Paul, because he wrote about it from his point of view. He also had a response that isn't normal. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 7 through 10, Paul says, Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, 
There was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is Paul we're talking about. He wrote the majority of the letters that make up our New Testament. Someone to whom Jesus appeared and who, thereby, became an apostle. Just like the others whom Jesus had called. Someone who, overnight, went from a persecutor of the church to a pillar of it. He was even given the power by God to heal people. This is the man to whom God said, My grace is sufficient for you. When Paul asked to have this thorn, whatever it happened to be, removed from him. If anyone would have used a blessing from God as a tool for the gospel, don't you think it would have been Paul? But let's look again at what he says in the last half of verse 9 and verse 10. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let that sink in. He said he would gladly boast about his weakness so that the power of Christ could dwell in him. That's pretty powerful. He is using his weakness for God. I have to admit, this isn't what I necessarily want to hear. Paul doesn't get what he asks for, something I'm completely confident he would have used for the sake of the gospel and would have possibly made his ministry easier. So he uses his weakness, this request that isn't granted, for God. He's determined that, no matter what God does or doesn't do, no matter God's answer to his requests, he will use what he has given, the good and the bad, for the cause of Christ. This challenges me in a way I'm not comfortable with. I would rather hear how God gives to those who ask, to those who trust in him. But maybe he does. God isn't going to always give us what we want, but he will always give us what we need, even if what we need isn't what we want. And this is where we have to be reminded of something so crucial. God loves us more than we can possibly fathom. In a way, we can never reciprocate. And he demonstrated this love in an unfathomable way. He reached down to save us, even while we as mankind were rejecting him and living in sin 
as we're told in Romans 5. He loved us even when we didn't love Him. He loved us before we ever knew Him. Before we knew Him, or even could know Him, He knew us and loved us. So if He's proven that He loves you that much, then isn't He going to do what's best for you, even if you can't see it that way right now? He's our Heavenly Father, and in the same way that a good parent gives their child what they need and not always what they want, He will provide for us. He loved us and wants to raise us into perfection so that not only can we spend eternity with Him, but that He can spend eternity with us. And what if those times of trial are meant to show us something, to transform us into someone different, to cause us to lean more fully on God when we have nowhere else on which to lean? We don't know for sure what Paul's thorn was, A lot of people think it could have been his eyesight. So let's for a moment say that's what it was. If that's the case, and Paul was asking for God to heal it, wouldn't that have made his ministry easier? Wouldn't that have allowed him to do more? And to do more on his own? But what if God used poor eyesight to cause Paul to have to rely on someone to read and transcribe his letters for him? And what if, in doing that, Paul was able to minister, maybe even train, those assisting him, and thereby reach even more people through them than he would have on his own? This, of course, is completely speculation. But we can imagine, with this logic, the possibilities. Because God knows things we will never know. He can see all things and knows what is best. But we can't always see it. And that requires us to trust in Him. To trust that He has the answers. That He is in control and will work everything out for the best. One way or another. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? It's one thing for me to say I believe God is in control and will do what is best. And it's another to trust Him when enduring pain and disappointment. And that's where faith becomes real. That's where it is no longer an idea to ponder, but a tangible action, something we must choose to do. We have to choose to trust in the same way He chose to love, in the same way He chose to send His Son, in the same way Jesus chose to trust God, and in the same way Jesus chose to love and ultimately sacrifice for us. Walking the path of faith isn't easy. It's full of trials and full of things we may never understand this side of heaven. But, if we can remember how much God loves us, 
then maybe we can keep going. Keep hoping. Keep trusting. Even when he doesn't give us the answer we were hoping to hear. Your Heavenly Father loves you so much. He even loves you enough to say no or not yet because He wants the absolute best for you. He wants you to live up to the full potential for which He created you. He has amazing plans for you and He doesn't want you to settle for any less. This episode was written and produced by me, Keegan Peck, with theme music by Amy Ferris, and additional music by selections from Epidemic Sound. For more information, please visit the show's website at theodysseyhome.com. That's theodyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, home.com. There you can find more information about the podcast and a way to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Watch for future episodes released every two weeks. See you next time, and thanks for listening.